Hey, looking at porn, Nate. Because he's not actually looking at porn. I mean, look at it. It's so much porn. Meow, 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 meow. Mm-hmm. Right, so we just have the original gift of the cat, and the cat's just that's it. <laughs> well, it's just like because it, it's one of the perfectly cut <laughs> cut things. What's that thing called? I don't know. I don't know. It's called a gif. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's megalomania. 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 Best song ever. I've never played Undertale. Me neither. No, that's a lie. I played it enough to realize I don't like it. I haven't played any of it. Here's the brightness button. There's. The I know that if you button. do a genocide run the very first time through, the game never fucking forgives you for it. The game doesn't forgive you for anything. It remembers every time you've played the game. Okay. There are characters in the game that are like, you did things, and I'm like, oh. It's impossible to get, like, the you have to, like, flush your shit if you do a genocide run the first time. Yep. Because even if you delete the game, the saves are saved to the Steam cloud. And Flowey actually makes a joke about you deleting your game and reinstalling it if you try. Flowey or Flowey? Flowey. Okay. He's a flower, so his name is Flowey. Like, why does the light feel off? And it's because the thing is turned to this side instead of the diffuser is like (laughs) fucking diffused. (laughs) The light has now been diffused. Still over there, and that means it's too far away. Get out of the way, chair. Hey, light, how you diffusing? We are professional podcast. You're a professional dick. I mean, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but... <laughs> I get paid to be a dick. Hi. What's up? I'm off more than I thought it would be. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> My knee hit. And that hurt. Um, hey, what's up? Hi, welcome. I'm I'm Chris. This is an episode of... I don't remember how to do this. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Space Time Taco. I'm your host, Chris, with <laughs> Nate. And that's it, because uh, moving forward, it will be most likely two people, possibly three if we get Dos other people randomly in. Um, amigos. It happens. Dos Amigos. I love Three Amigos. You ever see the movie? Saw parts of it. It's such a good movie. Pretty okay. I think it's a good movie. Kind of funny. It still holds up. Yes, it does. It's not as, because that's one of those movies that people are like, oh, it's probably problematic. It's like, it really no. doesn't work out that way, because the the whole point of that movie is, here's three dumbass white dudes yeah. <laughs> that don't know how to do anything correctly. No. And it never really gets them uh, redeemed in any way. The thing is, is, if you're like looking at a movie and you think like, oh, well, it's got problematic stuff in it, like put it in the context of its time. Just realize like <laughs> shit was different. Yeah, that's and if that's you the best can't way watch a movie something. because of that, then just admit you don't fucking like the movie and move on. I mean, it has the stereotyping of there are only two types of Mexican people: those that need to be saved and those that are evil. Yeah, I guess so. And that's literally the the end of it. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably not that much female character development, but again, that's how we're just making films. fun of. That's the '80s. The '80s is when. Women didn't matter, and they could be used as objects. I haven't played it yet, but I hear the Call of Duty campaign is very similar in that, like, it Women gets, are objects? Well, no. It gets very close to the edge of trying to say something about warfare, mm. but then never really crosses that line. It's never modern enough. No. Well, it gets, like, to the edge where it's, like, there's certain situations you'll be involved in. I even watched the first campaign level on YouTube being played, and it's like, yeah, there's certain situations that are dubious and will make you feel uncomfortable, but then it from what I've been told, the later you get into the campaign, there's still those big shocking moments, but none of it like crosses the line into like saying, you know, 
the good guys may not be as good as you think they are. It's more just like the good guys are still good. I feel like they, they did just a sometimes better... have to do bad things to be good. Do you think they did a better <laughs> job with no Russian? From what I heard, I actually talked to a friend of mine who has played the campaign yesterday about this. He's like, there is kind of a no Russian moment in this game, mm-hmm. but it's played out so much better than what the original no Russian was. That's interesting. So, All right, so. Anyway. We have like a jam packed full fucking. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Uh, so let's real quick go through. I did take one thing off. Okay. I don't know. You didn't watch Watchmen, did you? No. Okay. I haven't gotten a chance to either. Uh, there is a new Watchmen series. Looks fantastic. I turned the brightness down. I'm sorry if you want me to turn it back up. It's fine. Um, from what I've heard, it's it's great. It's only one episode. Second episode comes out tomorrow. Uh, or if you're listening to this, not live today. Or the other day. <laughs> um, it has come out at some point after yeah, we have You can watch at least one, two, one or more episodes at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I've heard good things. Um, I They talk about real life history that is kind of not really brought up. Um, my mind is blanking on names of things, so I don't really want to talk about things that I don't fully remember. Well, the comic and the movie take place like just after Vietnam so this movie or mm-hmm. the movie ignore the movie okay uh, this is a this is a continuation from the, the graphic novel yeah which explains the squids yes okay so you knew about <laughs> the squid thing yeah so they don't they don't retcon the squid thing um, mm-hmm. it's that's why it follows the, the book not the movie because the movie's like oh bomb <laughs> um like, yeah that's a great way to i like the squid i don't care what anybody says i always enjoyed the weird interdimensional squid it was it was weird i think the bomb just made more sense to more people as well. i also have this thing where i i've tried to go back and reread it because i read it years ago mm-hmm. like middle school yeah um and i wonder if it's one of those books where i'm like i enjoyed it back then but i wouldn't give a fuck about it now uh because there are things like that, like Donnie Darko. I love Donnie Darko. But I loved it not because of the angsty teen shit. I loved it because you find out that it's a fucking time travel movie. <laughs> I um, think I hated it primarily because of the angsty teen shit. And I still have not gone back to it since you, then. You've watched it all though, right? I've watched it all right. because like one of my very first girlfriends made me sit down and watch it with her. She's like, oh, it's such a good movie, you gotta watch it. And she was very much a fucking angsty I'm sure it's still, it's still probably a good movie, but... Yeah, but then when I watched it, I was like, nothing fucking happens in this movie. <laughs> Technically, yeah, nothing ever happens. Because the whole point is, everything that happens gets unhappened. <laughs> I guess that's true. Anyway... Yeah, spoilers for Donnie Darko, so, sorry. Watchmen looks good. Um, yeah, I'll probably give it a shot. You don't oh, have HBO, do you? No. Well, we'll figure it out. Um, I have been playing at this point... I've been playing random uh, Game Pass games. Mm-hmm. Most of them have been really boring or shit. Um, or just bad at them. Me. Yeah. Not the game. Maybe the game. I don't know. Um... One of them was a, a multi um, a platformer. I don't even remember what it's called anymore. Mm. But most importantly, as you can see on the docket, it's up here on the top. <laughs> I've been playing the shit out of Outer Worlds since yesterday, technically, so, but mostly today. Here's something great about Outer Worlds, right? Is I it's mentioned to great. you earlier, like I got it when it came out on Game Pass. Yeah, and I got it instead of getting Modern Warfare. 
Even though, like, I really want to play Modern Warfare for reasons we've talked about on this podcast, as well as other reasons, I'm not comfortable giving Activision 60 bucks for a game right now. That's just me. I'm sure the game is phenomenal. It looks great. Everyone I know who's played it says it's awesome. I just can't give them 60 bucks right now. But Outer Worlds, I got for free through Game Pass. And I can always do that with any fucking game, right? When I and first, made by Obsidian. It's made by Obsidian that made Fallout New Vegas. I personally love New Vegas. You literally replay it way too much. I play every Fallout game too much. I've gone between 3, 4, and New Vegas so many times and so many hours. I have like 5 separate saves in Fallout 4 alone. <laughs> 5 separate character saves, that is. The total amount of saves that, between those characters, I couldn't even tell you how many. Um, but a lot. You got a rupee. Um, <laughs> but, um... No, it's hard not to compare the game to Fallout. I mean, because one, it's Obsidian. Two, the game very much plays like a Fallout-style game. But it is so, so much more in-depth and so much better than a lot of the Fallout stuff I've played. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you had any frame rate issues? Have you noticed any frame rate issues? In cutscenes, like the actual separate from the game cutscenes, mm-hmm. like the intro ones, yeah. Really? There okay. were parts where... I could hear the audio playing, and then the cutscene would kind of stutter, so it would stop for a second and then resume. And you're playing on Xbox One X. Okay, you're playing. The thing is, is that stutter though? It seemed like the game knew to catch up in the cutscene without making it seem obvious because the lip syncing with the voice lines were still, yeah, you know, exact. Okay. So it wasn't like I had a frame rate issue that just completely broke the game out of the gate. I've heard people have had frame rate issues with the game, stuttering especially when a lot of stuff is happening on screen at the same time. So I have run into it a few times um, in the more, either the more open areas or, you know, that's uh, what I'm about to say sounds stupid, mm-hmm. uh, the open areas or the tightly packed areas. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's kind of everything. But, yeah. like, I guess it depends on the foliage-wise. Mm-hmm. Um it's just the amount of stuff that's on your screen. Yeah, I am playing on PC, so I don't know if it is a game issue or mm-hmm. a com- my computer issue. Um, it could be. Uh, either way, yeah. But the I will about... say, I fucking love this game. You've right. only been playing for, you said, about an hour or so? I've only been playing for about an hour or so, but I love everything I've gone through so far. And this is just me getting through like a couple fights. No, I have okay. no companion yet. I'm literally at the gates of the first town you walk into. I haven't even gone into the town itself. Oh, wow. Okay. So the reason why I'm saying that I love the game so much already is, first of all, character creation in this game is fucking awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's so streamlined for people, one thing. But... Well, that's what people are worried about is, oh, it looks so streamlined and parred down and you only get a couple attributes and blah, blah. It's like, actually, you get a whole lot more when you dig into it. And second of all, good. imagine a game... So, like I said, I don't want to draw too many comparisons to Fallout, but you kind of have to because they're in that similar vein of a shooter RPG. So I'm is, gonna, at one point I'm going to jump in with things that you haven't yeah. gotten to that aren't spoilery mm-hmm. as much as just things that I wasn't gotcha. expecting it, so go ahead. Well, like, for example, in Fallout 4, you have like a separate lockpicking and a separate hacking skill, right? The way that it works in Fallout 4, though, is if your hacking or lockpicking skill isn't high enough, you just can't interact with that object. Mm-hmm. Your player your player character literally just gives up and says, I can't fucking do it. You don't even get an attempt at yeah. doing it to like improve your skills by, you know, succeeding at something that should be typically difficult for your character. In Outer Worlds, what you get is a skill. That skill isn't a hard pass or fail against something. It is 
for example, with lockpicking or hacking, it's how much more of that lockpicking or hacking item do you need to do that, or how long will it take yeah. for you to get into that thing? The same thing with the speech skills are amazing. Never in my life have I seen an RPG, like even playing like tabletop stuff like Dungeons and Dragons, where your speech skills directly impact how you approach combat. So in that, okay, I didn't know, but I didn't think about the combat. I like the fact that it breaks it down to there is literally a because in Fall in Fallout, mm-hmm. the the charisma. In the like charisma or intimidate, I can't remember yeah. all the different. There's different things well, that, you had that charisma, can affect it, and then you had things that could affect it. Like yeah. you could tame, for example, animals and make them fight for you there by aiming at them. In this, one of the breakdowns, one of the skills you can put points directly into is just dialogue. So yeah. it lets you have persuasion, it lets you have intimidation, it lets you have yes. um, pers- or deception. Maybe I can't remember. You well, can lie. You get all those things up to fifty by putting. Points into their base attributes. Yeah, and then once so you, you hit have 50, like you can put directly into stealth and strength things. and stuff yeah. like that. And then once you hit 50, you can start breaking down those, indi- Actually, those attributes into individual things that you want to specialize in. Um, the great thing is, I love the dialogue just at the beginning of the game because you kind of get an idea of what's going on. When you're dealing when you with the doctor, right? you raise or lower these stats, yeah. So, like, as you raise or lower these stats, say you lower one to very low. The doctor gives sort of like a snide remark on it. Like, say you lower intelligence to very low and he goes oh well you're you're not the sharpest tool in the shit are you or ah yeah i love that (laughs) it's not every time but depending Mm -hmm. on when you go into it he he breaks it down or something um but all these attributes play out into your larger stats those stats can be improved over time you have perks which you get every other level in the game as well that you can build up your companions one of the things that people didn't know when they started the game is your companions contribute to your personal stat bonuses as well so, say you have, like, you 70 load. in a particular stat, yeah, and you get a character that boosts it by enough, 30 or more, you can have 100 in that stat just by having that person with you. And they also, your companions also have um, perk points. At okay. once, they, once they individually level up, they also have perk points that you can, like, I just got the offer to give one of my uh, mm-hmm. companions more stealth or more lockpick or something and I'm like that's cool I might do that and then I saw something else I'm like no no never mind I'm gonna do that uh, and it's not like you only get one it's not like cause uh, like Boone and stuff it was hey this person has these abilities they literally will only unlock these abilities yeah. this is no I mean you have a range you have a decent range and it's it breaks down the same thing was kind of it was kind of the same way with Mass Effect's party members as well is you had party members that specialized in a very specific thing and that's the way you built them so it's funny you mention the mass effect thing mm-hmm. so going into this everybody's like it's fallout new vegas in space it's a fallout it's an open world fallout game in space i'm like yeah. that's fucking cool of course i'd want that then it's oh you actually are going from place to place so you're flying from different planet to planet or whatever do all these missions that's mm-hmm. a that's a cool addition to and i mean you would expect that the in space part yeah um the way the companion system works mm-hmm. it's not like fallout where it's like hey you're my companion oh, i'm gonna get a different companion you go home i'll get come back to you later if i want you mm-hmm. you can have two companions with you at all times yeah once you get on the ship mm-hmm. it treats you going off the ship like it did in mass effect so where you, you go, go in and it's like, do you want these people or do you want these people? people? And you can 
pick and choose whoever you want. Gotcha. I was not expecting that in any so way. So that makes that actually makes a lot of sense, and I enjoy that in a game because one of the things I did not like about Fallout Four. Like, I understand you have a special place in your heart for Nick Valentine. Hello, Salty Sugar. Yo. Yo. But, um, for me, I just hated using companions in Fallout. They felt tedious. They, they felt like an addition. They were broken, too? They were broken, and, I mean, they were broken to the point where sometimes it was like, first of all, they were practically invincible where you were not. Almost. And then... <laughs> because I had an issue. The Why I said broken is I finished the, um... The storyline where I think you did blow up the um, the smart people. What are they called? The Institute. Yeah, you explode the Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had Hitchcock with me. Hitchcock? Hitchcock. Because okay. I had Nick Nick and I were already best friends. And I'm like, I don't want you going into this, bud. You go <laughs> home, hang out, do some cases, whatever. And I just, I, I had done some missions with Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. And, uh... We get out. We are literally there. He's with me. Everything's good. We go out and get to the little spot where we watch everything explode. Hitchcock's dead. Just dead. He was just dead on the ground. And I'm like, when? Why? Did you trip? And I'm like, is there anything I can do? And I couldn't loot his body. I couldn't do anything because it gave me an option to talk to him when he was dead. (laughs) He wouldn't talk. I think it was groans. All of them were like, ugh. I'm like... So he wasn't actually dead. He was what the game would consider an unconscious state. That never woke up. Um, That can happen in certain glitches and things like that. But for me, it was more like... You guys should rock. Nope. Sure it's a tablespoon of salt oh, yeah. combined with sugar. I know it sounds really random, but if you did that, it would be epic, and I'd leave my bottle. <laughs> I don't think uh, that's going to happen. I also don't have either of those things right now. Yes. Um, I do remember the term that one of the characters in Parks for Iraq used called Salger. It was a mixture of salt and sugar. She was going nuts at the time. But... <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but no, I so I appreciate a game. What I'm trying to say is that oh, okay. I, I just yeah, appreciate a game that makes you want to use your companions because they aren't in the way all the time. And I'm already at the point where, like, pretty quickly once you have them and you're on another planet mm-hmm. or another location or whatever, they're already putting in the, hey, your your companion has a story mission. I'm like, okay, I am all for that. So I'm I'm already I've already yeah. done one for the first girl. Uh, you haven't like you haven't been inside yet, like I said. No. You said, but so. that's also really good because it motivates you again to use your companions. Remember. Oh yeah, no. and then it actually motivates you into the story because it's like they've already got a background. They've already got well, because that and that was my favorite you part know, of their Mass own Effect personality too, at least. Yes. The uh, the what were the loyalty missions? Yeah, I fucking did all those motherfuckers, oh, I did and then I too. never did any more because I didn't want to lose any of them. I did them all, and then I realized in doing them all, I was still going to lose a person from my crew, which is a side character that's never in your party. They shouldn't count that. She's the yeoman for the ship, and she gets dissolved when you get to the collector base. Um, but anyway, right, I, right, you actually so, see her in the tank, and she's like, bang, you on the tank. She's like, help me, help me. And you watch her fucking get dissolved right in front of you. That's <laughs> fucked up. Um, so I am currently, I believe I'm at level 9. Okay. Um, and I and I've been playing for a couple hours. I am literally level two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really enjoy the world. I the the most disappointing thing to me so far is that it seems really hard to kill an entire town of people. 
<laughs> it um, should be, though. Because in Fallout games, that's just how I play the game. So once I'm done with the town and I'm, I know I'm not coming back, I'm like, all right, fuck it, murder everyone. <laughs> uh, I have saved and attempted. I, I did clear out one town, but they only had like ten people. Um, I have... Uh, so I can't remember. In Fallout games, do you have pickpocket right away? Can you instantly be able to try and pickpocket? So you don't get pickpocket, the pickpocket skill, mm-hmm. until you put in... 20 into sneak. Yeah, 20 into sneak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just recently got that and Actually, I think it might be 40. <coughs> Maybe, I don't remember. Mm. All I know is that I have it now, and it is very slow because mm-hmm. of it being such a... I've just gotten it, so I haven't gotten that, like, perked it up anymore. Yeah. Um, I really like the way that it breaks it down. Like I was saying with mm-hmm. the dialogue, I love that I can pour points directly into dialogue mm-hmm. because I always hated when I would play a game and it's like, oh, you're off by three points. Yeah. You can't do anything about this. Well, that was the other thing is it seems like what the writing in the game is brilliantly set up so that way you can get through situations if you want to by basically talking your way through them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, There's a, a mission that I just recently did. It was like, hey... You need to get this part, but it's in this place that these people have defected and they want to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. I walked in and he's like, what the fuck, bro? And I'm like, hey, man, we're cool. <laughs> I just need a thing. It's like, all right, you cool. Yeah. Go get the thing. And I'm like, I just not killed everybody. Mm-hmm. I never not kill everybody. See, I think that's great because it gives you options. And that's what's important in any RPG is that you have options and you feel like the character you've built plays to those strengths so if you build a character who's a smooth talker or very hmm. smart or something like that you want to feel that through i'm gameplay. a murderous smooth talker yeah that's kind of what i did is so, i basically made my ca- guy. my character fucking mal reynolds so. <laughs> okay so that was the next thing i was going to eventually get to but real quick the first guy you come up to mm-hmm. what did you do to him uh did you have him just hand over his gun to you nicely yes actually. all right what did you do after that i Told him he was dumb for hiding in a cave with a bunch of explosives. Um, he gave me some the bullshit company line, and uh, then I just kind of left him there. So I gave him some really nice. I went the super nice route, like really come on, encouraging kind of thing. It's like, don't worry, I'll take care of this. But we're you're gonna be fine. The moment he gave me his gun and his sword, I killed him. <laughs> Literally, it's like end conversation. I'm like. So, Didn't even save. So, just sw- switch to the sword. One swipe and his head disappears. Your character is a fucking sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I have a consistent character through all of my open world games. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> whenever it's a more modern game, their name is Doctor. Because, <laughs> obviously, because Time Lord Burrito doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just straight up call him Doctor. <coughs> and I love that. In the in the dialogue, you have options sometimes where you actually say your name, and I'm like, oh, they never have that in games. Um, obviously, you don't actually say it, but yeah. So I'm running around as as the doctor, murdering nicely. Yeah, I'm a very nice murderer. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah. a lot of serial killers, great personalities. You you built a fucking sociopath, is what you did. <laughs> I built a sociopath the year Fallout Three came out. All right. <laughs> And then had continued that path my entire life. Like I said, my character is more or less like a Mal Reynolds type from uh, fucking Firefly. Because, honestly, the game's aesthetics reminded me most of any kind of space western. So, the reason I was going to say getting back to that. 
Your ship feels like it is laid out very much to me like the Firefly, or like Serenity. Yeah. Um, my crew that I have so far, I got a female engineer and a priest with a very shady past. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> I'm fucking Malcolm Reynolds. <laughs> yes. I am playing... They Obsidian, and I tweeted this at them. I'm like, Obsidian made a fucking Firefly game. Mm-hmm. I could not want this more. <laughs> Fuck ever making a new series of that. We don't need another episode of Firefly. This, this just is the, this is the, Outer Worlds. This is the stealth official sequel to Firefly. It, oh when you God. finish the game, the character focuses on you... And it pulls a fucking MGS5 where your creative character is just somebody else and it turns out it's Mal Reynolds the whole time. <laughs> oh my god. It is... It, I'm loving every minute I'm playing of it. Um, they did just introduce not too long ago... So, uh, the reason why I'm okay with saying a lot of this stuff is mm-hmm. that first planet you're on is basically tutorial planet. Gotcha. Um, the second place you can go is still partially, because you're still learning some things, um, you get this piece of tech... That the guy that you were supposed to meet up with you, that you, that you definitely crushed. did not kill, um, Squish. was given this tech from uh, Mr. Mad Scientist Dude. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Well, oh, it's Dr. Wells. Yeah. Um, which in my head is funnier too because of <laughs> fucking Flash and Wells is always the Mad Scientist, almost mm-hmm. kind of. Um, but he, had, he was given this hologram technology. Where whenever you access, as long I think as long as you have like the 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 properties or something or an ID, mm-hmm. basically anytime you access a restricted area, you are given a hologram outfit to make it look like you I are in this. the area. Yeah, I but it has a timer from one of the reviews where you have a disguise system. Yeah, and it uh, is time. So, so anytime like you walk in, instantly all of the people are on red alert mm-hmm. from your point of view. They won't attack you. I don't think even if you... I haven't tried interacting with anybody, but mm. because it was once I, I saw a timer, I'm like, oh, get in, get out, get in and get out. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I get in, and I'm like, this is great. I have never seen this kind of... Like, I've seen... Obviously, you have mm-hmm. Hitman kill people, take over outfit, and you can sneak around, unless yeah. somebody special sees you. Um, but the yeah. fact that they built in this... And it, not only, it doesn't only affect you, it affects your, pa- your party members, too. Yeah. One of the earliest versions of the Sky System I remember in the video game was actually in the Mercenaries game, which you can get on Game Pass now. Can you really? Uh, yeah. Is it so, on Xbox 360? Um, it's Yeah, it's an Xbox 360 backwards compatible title. I played it on PS2 originally when it first came out. I feel and, like I may have played that at one point. Um, the way it worked is you couldn't get like uniforms or anything, but you get vehicles of different factions. And so if you were in a vehicle unseen for long enough, it took about five or ten seconds, you would disguise as that faction. The only way you could undisguise yourself is if you got close to an enemy officer or if you got close enough to any of the enemies in the game. But you had to be, like, real close to them for them to, like, be able to look in the vehicle and tell, like, you weren't a fucking North Korean soldier, obviously. Uh, (laughs) So I just remembered, I I remember why I opened this one page Mm -hmm. up. It was so I could look through the skill breakdowns. And it really is, it goes... Uh, melee, ranged, defense, dialogue, stealth, tech, leadership, and like melee is obviously one hand, two hand. Yeah. Ranges all the different guns. Um, I like the uh... dialogue. It was dialogue is it breaks down into persuade, lie, and intimidate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in my favorite is stealth out all the time. Sneak hack in lockpick. Yeah. Uh, tech was I I've done a couple. I've been putting them trying to spread them out mm-hmm. just in case I need anything. Um, it actually worked out, but because I put stuff in tech in knowing some medicine stuff, mm-hmm. I was able to uh be like, hey, here you go. You can. Oh yeah, that's I, the other thing I did at the very beginning is that first guy you meet, I uh use the medicine to patch up his yes wound. yes. I forgot about that one too. Um, Which is great because you fucking dashed up as we went medicine and, and locked his him. goddamn head off. Yep. It's like, oh, you're not bleeding? Great. <laughs> That's great. Uh, <laughs> you're scaring the viewers, Chris. No, I'm only murdering in games. <laughs> That's the thing. People are like violence causes, but video games cause violence. Violence causes video games. And I'm like, no. I use video games to. Take out no, it's not really even take out of anger. I don't know why. So I just enjoy it. Breaking news: Violence causes video. Games. Violence causes video games. <laughs> if there weren't violence, there wouldn't be violent video games. Just saying. Or TV or anything, right? True. If violence didn't exist, we wouldn't have violent things. Just be Care Bears twenty four seven. These, what are you talking about? Care Bears murder. I guess so. That Care Bear stare. It's not even a fucking stare. They shoot laser beams out of their stomachs. It's the. uh... Do you remember the the look in the Five Will Goes West movie? I think so. The lazy eye. Oh, yes, the lazy eye. Isn't that just the Forrest Whitaker stare? <laughs> I believe so, but... That's what it became later on in life. You can't really call Forrest Whitaker's natural face a fucking stare. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been playing? Uh, that. That? Not you really haven't had a chance to play much else? <laughs> the only other thing I've been playing about Breakpoint, which I will get to uh, later. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so real quick, I got some quick shit. See, what uh, put these, that you put multiple things, put them in a longer account, because it's like quick, just say one, two lines now. You see, I understand. I understand. I just yeah. wanted to like actually talk about yeah, what you no, were doing. Yeah, I know, but I mean, you can put it down here, because oh. this is just like real quick, one off, and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We're um, talking about how to do our podcast on the podcast. Well, I'd, I'd made, broke it down in a different way than we normally had because there was a lot more news that we were going to talk about. Um, just some real quick things, quick bits. I wrote them. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, live action, Netflix got delayed. Uh, did you see anything about this? Because the guy got hurt. John Cho. Cho? Cho? I think so. Harold Kumar. He's playing Spike and he got hurt. Doing something they had done multiple times, yeah. which is the worst part. Um seven to nine months delay yeah. for recording which this is comes like a week or so after they just announced that they were starting production which is one of those things where you just have to kind of suck it up and deal with it because you know a fucking actor got hurt it's not like that can be undone i love that people are like yeah just recast them i'm like they obviously want him for this yeah. and i want him for here's this the thing together. is people are going to say we know that netflix adaptations of anime haven't been the fucking best yeah, and people are so hopeful for what Cowboy Bebop could be when it comes out, and then they say something like, "Oh, just recast them so we can have it on time." It's like you would be sense. upset it's either like, way, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter if that's, they recast them or as not. Bad as, it's up there with the uh, the <laughs> Snyder Cut people. It yeah. doesn't exist. Shut the fuck up. Even if um, it did exist, the issue is is what people don't understand about Snyder Cut. Is it's a metaphor for every other piece of media, and if it did exist, it wouldn't matter because it people would be just fucking upset with the Snyder cut as they are with the Whedon cut of the film. Now, on the other hand, 
an, uh, a cut of Last Jedi with no female characters in it, you're just a fucking dumbass. That's, that's, uh, you're gonna just remove Rey from her fucking movie? Is that well, how that works? Rey, Holdo, <laughs> um, Leia in the last on-screen performance she's ever had. I wouldn't mind, no, I wouldn't, the one change I would have made to Star Wars is... Let her die? Yeah, let her fucking die in that movie. That was... I have three different, three <laughs> different takes on it. One, she died. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill his mother. She was killed by the First Order, and that spirals him towards whatever change he makes. Yeah. Two, she doesn't die in space, or she does die in space, and is comes back, but that's not really her. It's like a force projection throughout force the rest ghost. of the movie. Uh, and when Luke passes on and becomes part of the force, she also passes on. I think that would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third one was she survives long enough to make the decision that she is the one that sacrifices herself yeah. in that. The thing is, is, is I've great, talked about most it. beautiful scene ever in a Star Wars movie, basically. I've talked about it at length. We don't have that, that anymore, though. We don't, but, like, I understand Rian Johnson's vision for the series is... I still really enjoy that movie. I enjoyed it, too. So, I understand his vision for the series. The problem is, is that ran contradictory to what I think his vision for the series was. Whose? Rian Johnson's. Oh, Ryan. Ryan Johnson's, sorry. Um, Because it was all about, essentially, doing away with the old tropes that Star Wars had relied on and building something new. Which I think could be interesting and awesome. The thing is, though, is when you take a character like Leia, who, by that premise, should be removed from the system because she is part of the old, and then you pull basically what is a 180 on her death for fan service purposes to show, oh, she's actually capable of using the Force now. Well, that's the thing. She's always been Force-sensitive. But the problem is... I say problem... This was supposed to be Luke's movie. It yeah. was it, the first movie was Han's movie. The second movie was Luke's movie. The last movie was supposed to be Leia's movie. Mm-hmm. We, the world, we, we can't control people dying. No, um, they could not control somebody dying. Something happened that obviously has changed plans to the extent that they are using footage that had already been recorded of her for this last movie, um, which sucks. And it, like. They just released the final trailer on her birthday, or what would have been her birthday this year. Um, but hey, we're still getting a trilogy. We're getting the ending of this nine-part saga. We're ignoring the two side movies because one of them was amazing and one of them was just enjoyable. Um, can you tell which one I'm talking about? Rogue One was amazing. Okay. <laughs> and ho- and so holo, and holo. Uh, and Solo was just, it was a, a fun flick. Um, no. No, it wasn't? You didn't enjoy Solo at all? <laughs> yes, it was okay, a fun geez, flick. Okay, jeez, stop tweeting. Yes, Space it was Wiggins. a fun flick. Um, anyway, no, the, <laughs> anyway. you're right. The fucking people who say remove all. Why would you say something as dumb? I don't, I've never even heard that before you oh, said Oh, you hadn't it heard me. that? Remove you didn't work all the female shop. characters from fucking... Last Jedi? What the fuck? Like, you've ruined the fucking movie. I'm sorry. You don't understand how films work well, if you think that's remember, a solution. You remember there were the people that were going after the actress that played Rose because, like, oh, your character's horrible. I'm like, what? I mean, 
I didn't Shut fucking up. I didn't fucking like her character, but that's I not that's not the responsibility of the fucking actress. That's the responsibility of the writers. They fucking wrote a shit character. Um, <laughs> I liked her character. They didn't. She didn't get to do as much as she could have. Okay, they well maybe they didn't write necessarily a bad character, but they put her in a terrible fucking story arc that nobody her asked and Finn. for. Her. I feel bad for Finn for being yeah. put in this and weird planet thing. The fucking canter bite scene was the worst. Bite, that's it. And then fucking. I understand, like, okay, you're pissed at Holdo as a character because her character was fucking stupid. Her like, character was shoehorned in in a way that the only way you would have known about her beforehand was to read supplemental exactly. canon material. You have to read supplemental material. On top of that, she was just her character. Like, the if that character was a real person, was stupid. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> played her. It, it was definitely a, this is a character that's being super secretive for what you seem what seems to be no reason whatsoever mm-hmm. and even when you're given the reason it still doesn't fully make sense it doesn't make any but here's sense. the thing all of these issues that we've all been open about for two years at this point i accept because i still really enjoyed the movie i enjoyed the movie as well <laughs> it's just um, i how the fuck did we get to this we were talking about cowboy bebop we do this every Next fucking thing. episode <laughs> speaking of movies and shit HBO Max, which is the new, which is eventually going to be the next conglomerate of all these other streaming services, which, okay, whatever, do you, WB, instead of having everything piecemeal, put it all together, Um, but they got the licensing, the streaming licenses for the entire Studio Ghibli library, which means I 100% now have to get HBO Max, or sorry, I was at 99%. And then a second announcement that came out after I put this on here. Um, they are also getting four hour-long Adventure Time specials. Hmm. So I am getting HBO Max, and I highly recommend you do too if you are a fan of either Studio Ghibli or uh, Adventure Time. Um, was there any other movie things on here? No. I guess if you can talk about your anime stuff real quick. Okay. Then we'll go into nothing but Quick anime games. stuff. Um, I watched Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. It's an anime series based on a light novel series, which is really fucking good. Deals with... Um, Sounds like a furry shit from no, It's not. Um, it's essentially a teenage, really good teenage romance comedy. Um that deals with a concept called puberty syndrome where these supernatural things happen to teenagers and other adolescents because of certain anxieties that they have. Like, one girl splits into two separate versions of herself. Um, one girl Twice. gets cyberbully to the point it manifests itself as physical bruises and cuts on her body. Um, the fuck? So, it's actually pretty cool. And it's that rather funny. makes me think of, okay, the funny part, mm. not so much, it... Mm. So when you were talking about the, all these different people having these things that affect... Was it stuff that happened in their real life that affected them and turned them into these abilities? Or had these... Well, do their abilities in some way connect to something? Well, yeah, they aren't even abilities. They're just things that happen yeah. to them. So, like, the main character's little sister, Kaede, she's the one who gets cyberbullied. It comes to the point where she sort of becomes a recluse because she doesn't want to go to school anymore because mm-hmm. these girls are picking on her, and... Like I said, this manifests as physical bruises and cuts on her body at a certain point. Um, on top of that, the trauma causes her to develop a form of dissociative disorder where she forgets everything that happened to her. Oh, wow. Including who her family is. So she just has no memory of like the last couple of years of her life 
and ends up inventing a whole new person for her with her brother living with her and then by the end of the anime just to you know jump that far ahead um that version of kaede eventually disappears when she gets her memories back huh and you have this real emotional scene where her brother is torn apart because he's like i actually cared about this person who she was and now she's gone <laughs> Even though I have my regular sister, back. my old sister back, <laughs> she has no memory about any of the adventures. And she has, and no, shit. she has no memory about any of that. So. Huh? That sounds fucked up. So it it's a very thought provoking anime, but it's also funny because the dialogue is like wittier than it has any business being most of the time. Um, the romance between the two main characters is actually kind of funny. Um. It's definitely worth worth a watch, at least once. It's not a very long anime, not very many episodes anyway. That's cool. Um, the other big thing is, everyone's probably already seen it by now. But I actually it. haven't, and I've only been avoiding it because um, I have not finished the series yet. Okay, so far. well, there's a teaser trailer out for... Um, Demon Hunter. Kometsu no Yaiba, or Demon Hunter um, that the white people movie that's coming out. Um, the movie covers the fucking, I forget what it's called, something train art. Um, of, so the movie is an actual canon, it's going to be a canon movie? Yeah, it oh. covers an entire arc of the manga. Is what That's it does. cool. So it's going to be a full-length, feature-length film um, that covers an entire arc of the anime, which is unusual for a seasonal anime, because normally also by sounds now... sounds like that means that that's a, that's a manga that that arc is mm-hmm. kind of, has enough filler, and not filler, but enough mm-hmm. bullshit in it that you can cut it down to a two-hour-long movie. Probably. I also think it just... From what I've heard, I haven't read much of the manga, but from what I've read and from what I've heard about the manga, the manga is very much to the point, so there isn't a whole lot of filler to begin yeah. with anyway. Um, the filler episodes we got in Season 1, which come later on in the season, actually still have a point in the narrative, so it isn't just filler for the sake of having filler. That's, I'm super... Mm. That's like... Mm. What entertains me right now with some anime, mm-hmm. it, Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. All of the movies that have been coming out the last couple of years are the entire story of Super told yeah. in movie chunks. And then the series was just those movies expand, expanded into multiple episode seasons and everything. Gotcha. Um, like the the whole cat, the Egyptian cat dude, mm-hmm. There, that's Years. a whole movie. Or the entire first season of Super. Yeah. I'm like, all right, or first arc, whatever. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. And if maybe I don't know if that's what they're going to do with this. Hopefully, it's just yeah. here's this arc, and now we're going back to the show, the uh, normal show. Yeah, um, yeah, well, that's exciting. The other thing is, is I think it's important that it's easy to do this with shonen anime is to misidentify an episode that doesn't have like an action scene or a fight scene in it as, as just filler. filler. And that's really not what happens with Demon Slayer. Is those episodes that don't have action and fighting in it. First of all, you have a reason for being there and watching this stuff happen because the characters are injured and they're recovering and actually getting new training so they can become even stronger than they were before they got hurt. Um, They're learning things about being demon slayers that no one had ever taught them before. um, And they're better off for it. You also get a huge amount of character development from these episodes. The characters change in important ways. Um, One of the funniest scenes that you'll see... (laughs) At the end of the season, it's not necessarily a spoiler because it just sets up the movie anyway. Um, is a Nosuke doesn't know what a train is. 
He is <laughs> the dumbest, most adorable character He's on the planet. Like, I keep seeing, I haven't gotten to the episode, just, but I keep seeing the screenshot of him tucked in the bed. Yes, the season ends with them getting on the train is a thing, because that's the setup for the movie. And... He, oh wow! Okay, yeah, so he doesn't. He gets Fuck you spoilers. They, no, yeah, no. <laughs> but he gets to the point where he he doesn't know what a trade is. So when he sees the trade for the first time, he asks um, Tanjiro if it's demon, and he tries to fucking stab the train, and it's amazing. <laughs> oh my god, I love him so much. Does a uh, blonde dude get any better, or is he still Zenitsu? a whiny little bitch? I mean, he's still whiny as hell. The thing that you have to understand about Zenitsu is. As whiny as he is, when you watch that episode, powerful. have you gotten to the spider demons yet? Um, I'm literally in that. That was the last. Ep- the, the they just realized that all the the other demon slayers are being controlled by the webs. Okay, so and that's that's all. That I had stopped there, and I had okay. Done so without things. spoiling it, you'll get to a point where Zunitsu has his moment in this. Um, he finally realizes he can actually whoop butt. Art is. Sort of, yes. Ugh. You get to see part of his backstory, which oh, okay. explains why he is the way he is. Narcoleptic. But that passing out scene that you got from the drum demon. Fucking favorite episode And him so using far. Thunderclap and Flash. Mm-hmm. You understand why he's so good at that by watching this flashback okay. scene. Mm-hmm. Alright. Yeah, mm-hmm. by the way, that, so far, is my favorite episode of anime this year. Yeah. Uh, there was just something about that episode that just was fucking great to me um the the episode you'll really enjoy is close to the end of the spider demon arc we're good yeah you know what the problem is i'm trying to go back and finish off hunter x hunter and i'm in the fucking (laughs) chimera ant arc which is 64 episodes or some shit like that um cool all right I have, I've been trying to get back into anime again. I not get back. I'm always in anime. I watch anime all the time. The thing is, I've gotten back more much. into anime as I realize there's interesting stuff out there to watch that I just not touched yet. And we've already talked about my random, obs- not obsession, but my random realization that I love isekai anime. Yeah. And there's supposed to be like two new ones that are coming out this year. There um, is fucking you don't need to tell Mother's me Basement today put out a video mother's basement is an anime review on youtube um, okay put out that a video sounds today like an anime actually called uh too much isekai <laughs> where there are all too the many shit that comes out there are too many it's, of them and that's why they're not all it's the best the new hot genre of anime and because of that yes you will get poor stuff to just kind of shit out to try to make a quick buck and then you'll get great stuff so the best in my opinion that is currently watchable right now is <sighs> shield hero rising of the shield hero oh yeah and the time I was reincarnated as a slime. Yep. Those two, two I think, are the best currently available. Two best hands. Underneath down. that, I would throw Konosuba. Listen, Konosuba isn't even an isekai. It is. Konosuba is. Oh, Konosuba is. Uh, I'm thinking of fucking Don Machi. What is Don Machi? Um, is that fucking, the one don't... Is it wrong to pick up girls yeah, in an I engine? fucking love that show. Yes. The first season, my friend and I was talking about this. We were talking about the fact that that show 100% feels like it should be. But it's not. Yes. It's just a world where there are gods that are walking among us. Well, let's share some of the same tropes with an isekai. You know, it's got that video gaming leveling system. Well, yeah, it's got the leveling system, which is why I think I thought it was in the fact that you have a character that, for some reason, is leveling up a lot faster than he should be. Yeah. Um, but I, I've tried, like... Oh, yeah, so Konosuba, uh, Death March. Um, I can't remember the full name. 
Death March, I enjoyed. I wish that they'd brought it back. Uh, and Overlord I'm in another good. world with a cell phone or something. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, transport Those to another three. world with a cell phone. That one I think is trash. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's it's one of those ones that it goes a little bit too much on the fan service every once in a while. But it's a fan servicey one that he doesn't really go into too much. Yeah. The show tries to push fan service on him, and he kind of just ignores it. It's just one of those things where I see another fucking escapist fantasy, and I'm like, "Are we doing this again?" <laughs> but and that, that's really why. So those three I put below that. I did not like. I could not get into Overlord, mm-hmm. but that one I felt like more was the only reason I got into Overlord is because the main character turns out to be such a fucking dick. Yeah, <laughs> um, I couldn't get into that. I couldn't get into. Um, when you try to summon a demon lord or something like that? Uh, um, it? It's how not how to summon not a to, yeah. demon lord. I actually watched all of that, and I enjoyed it specifically for the brand of comedy that it was using. <laughs> um, and then the last one, there's another one, and I cannot fucking remember what it's called right now. Um, is it the fucking... Is it Momsakai? That's the one where the mom's overpowered, right? Yeah. I haven't watched that one yet. Uh, I it's pretty fun. oh I just had it and you mentioning that threw me off. <laughs> God damn you, Nate! And like I don't count like um, Sword Art Online and well no I because so those are technically people in another world but they're video game worlds and even and as somebody that fucking loves the shit out of Dot Hack, I don't know how much more I can cringe at Dot Hack. No, it fucking yeah. sort of... That's why I'm not talking about it. I just mentioned it because it falls into that category of trapped in a video game, not I'm in another world that is technically based off of a video game. Now he's not even fucking trapped in video games anymore. He does this shit on purpose. I don't... <laughs> fuck, I don't care. I, that show should have ended after the first season. The second season was absolute trash, and everything past it was so just... The fucking best thing trash. to come out was fucking... What was it? Um, I can't tell where my hair is. Fucking Gun Gale Alternative. That That's was the best third thing... Third season. No, fucking Gun Gale Online was the third season of the anime, but there was an alternative series from another writer and another director that turned out to be fucking great. Um, <laughs> it is because of the light in that one spot. It makes my hair look weird. Yeah. At least you fucking have hair. My dad, every time I cut my hair for the summer, he yells at me. He's like, you don't know how long you're going to have that. I'm like, all right, if I don't have it, I don't have it. Um, <laughs> all right, on to the video gaming news. We'll do that later because it's got a whole bunch um just real quick dave would be able to comment on this a little bit more uh madden curse strikes again uh (laughs) mahomes is out for ah, fuck i read this and i can't remember anymore i don't think it's the whole season but a good portion of the season let's find out how long is mahomes dead for how long is mahomes out Week 8 injury. Oh, I'm trying to Week 7, 30, underwent an MRI exam. There really was no significant looking damage. Oh, that's good. Travis Kelsey said his knee didn't even look like a knee. It was all whacked. Ooh, that's not fun. Uh, Here we go. Mahomes injury update. Chiefs keeping me out versus Packers. Speaking of which, just this is, I'm doing this for Dave. Go Ravens. Ravens won last week. So uh, I think what it looks like week, right now is it is an indefinite thing until Ugh, they can clear him sucks. for... Because they have him in practice right now. So it's basically they're going to keep him 
in practice until he looks like he's ready to play a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's just a quick little thing. These are all going to be these things. Um, we got a date for the launch of Stadia for early access people, mm-hmm. namely me and Lou. I don't know if either of you were planning on it. Um, I'm not. I'll... I'll... Oh yeah, we've no, we're not talking about this. We're we're not going to talk about this. You can come over and you can check it out. That's what I'm going to talk about. It. That's what I was going to uh, say. I've November nineteenth, Stadia secondhand through other people. Stadia Stadia releases November seven or November nineteenth. So you and Nave, and actually Lou as well. None of you can use the phone version yet, uh, because at launch it will only be on Pixel phones. Oh. Um, it'll only be on Pixel phones, and it will only be. The wireless, the phone, the the controller working wirelessly will only work with the Chromecast Ultras at first, mm-hmm. um, which I'm like, all right, cool, whatever, I don't care. This is a you're literally, people are talking about the fact it's like, oh, they should have called it an early access launch, not a early adopter kind of thing. I'm like, well, duh, that's what the fuck it should it is. It's just people are stupid and don't understand how technology works. Okay, well, um, early access, early adopter, they're the same thing. Yeah, I don't know why people <laughs> have the issue where it's like, oh, it should have been. It's like it is you just have, with different You wording. have games out there that people are still playing to this day that are still in an early access state, according to the developers. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Stadia launches November nineteenth, uh, which means I'll have enough time to watch a couple of full series on Disney Plus and then watch or then start playing Stadia at the end of the week <laughs> or next week. Um, Fortnite. I know you don't care about Fortnite. I mean, I kind of cared up until the point where it just wasn't worth it anymore, but... Fortnite did a really entertaining thing, in my opinion. They did. Uh, Fortnite decided to end Fortnite. Yep. For a whole 24 hours, you would launch Fortnite, and all you were greeted with you was... You could not play Battle Royale. You couldn't play anything. Oh. You couldn't play anything of Fortnite. <laughs> That's bad. For 24 hours, because it was just a black hole. Black hole sucking everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Ruby. I love that show. Uh, I do too. They 69 at 420 is their name. I 69 at 420. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not funny. But. I think it's funny. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, so disappeared for a full 24 hours. Came back with, I believe it's it was titled Chapter 2. Chapter, Chapter 2. Wow. So brand new island. Some of the things have returned. Things have been moved. Things are different but mostly the same things are different enough to refresh the game but not so different that it angers people yeah um they've changed some of the i believe they've changed some of the like skill based stuff or not skill based i stuff. They, paid they... for one battle pass oh that's right yeah got like halfway through it and then just stopped playing because the gameplay became repetitive and kind of samey um it was funny though all the trailers that were leading out like the first couple of things for chapter two mm-hmm. none of it showed building i'm like did they drop building from this game because if they did that would be ridiculous no, people still turn into fucking skyscrapers as yeah. soon as you shoot it's them. great i love it um <laughs> so yeah that's really cool uh if you love fortnite good for you i know supposedly fortnite has kind of been on the decline uh from what i've heard from people that have kids it's just it's a not a less kid, relevant it's a, title now. I mean, yeah, it's, Fortnite it's isn't past, Fortnite isn't Fortnite tra- anymore. It's past the hype train. Minecraft's just, back, which I'm. I mean, yeah. to me, Minecraft never left. Well, you think about the things that made Fortnite really popular. Is its initial battle royale launch. After that, a couple really popular streamers have picked it up and were doing it during the battle royale phase. Oh, hey, you just remind me of another thing um, that I forgot to put on here real quick. And then now it's, you know, 
the last popular streamer to really like dive deep into Fortnite, I think, was Ninja. And, uh, then and one that, other person, Ninja, has lost some relevance. Ninja didn't lose relevance; he left Twitch. Oh, that's true. Ninja left Twitch, so a couple months ago, Ninja left Twitch for Mixer. I yeah. guess exclusively for Mixer. The thing is, I don't Ray think... Ray Tracing. Only on PC, because fuck console users. Um, I don't think there's enough user base on Mixer, especially of kids. Shroud just Shroud. announced leaving Twitch for Mixer. Mm. So now we have two of the biggest named Twitch streamers gone from Twitch. And that's why I'm like, let's go to YouTube. They don't have as many big people on YouTube. <laughs> um, the question is, is that actually migrating people away from I don't Twitch know. and on a Mixer? I mean, he had one of his highest watched streams ever on Mixer, but it was also a big publicity stunt at the same yeah. time. Well, we'll find out. Who knows? I mean, it's going to come down to really only time will tell the number of viewers that are actually on each platform consistently. I mean, so. and I mean, you've already got the people online that complain about ads for. Mixer being like, watch watch Ninja live on the front of your Xbox One screen. Yeah, it's um, pretty annoying. Yeah, I've always hated that, but I also don't touch my Xbox anymore. Well, uh, I guess so, to the point where the advertisements get obnoxious, where it's like you load up your Xboxes and you just like watch this popular streamer live. It's like if your friends are broadcasting something, yeah. or anybody is broadcasting a game that you play, that's like the first fucking thing you see. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another little quick fun thing. I forgot to put the link to the pictures, but currently there's some uh, political shit going on in the world. This oh, time we're not dudes. talking about us. We're not talking about us. We're not talking about China. We're currently talking about England. Uh, Canada. And no, it's England, not Canada. Um, Fuck yeah. At some of the protests, uh, I don't even know what they were about. Probably Brexit still. <laughs> But Brexit's still time. going. Um, Brexit is like that fucking joke that never reaches a goddamn punchline. So, protesters holding up signs. Honk. Of honk and <laughs> other Goose Game related things. Honk. Untitled Goose Game has reached, it went from meme status to political activist status. Here's the thing, is political activist... Activision? No. You just didn't want to say the word Activision. Political activism and memes have not been as separated as people would like to think. Um, well, I never thought so. But I'm just saying the fact that it made yeah. that jump. The thing that is, extra is, stair is step. people call it a jump, and I don't really see it as a jump so much as it's just a natural progression. Memes are used to shitpost and troll people. And what is a better way to troll a person than to consistently assault them with something that you're pretty sure they have no understanding of in the first place. <laughs> like, do you think the general population of Canada, or especially Canadian populations, have even heard of Untitled Goose Game before? Of course not. What is the point of Untitled Goose Game? To be an annoying goose. What are these protesters doing? They're being annoying geese. <laughs> they are honking the fuck out of this shit. <laughs> and so, it is one of those things where it was the same thing with the Guy Fox mask. It became this, somebody wanted to be a real political statement and it became a meme because a bunch of people adopted it and used it basically to troll the shit out of people it lost meaning because of that um, I think it's great that this is happening I think it's the perfect way to use this meme I think it's a British made game too Yeah, it's a perfect way to use a meme and again I'm pretty sure 99% of people out there with a honk sign or anything related to Goose Game are in it for as 4chan put it, the lulls the lulls, oh Melbourne Melbourne not Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. 
Melbourne? Melbourne. Australia. Yeah. I said Australia. Australia. <laughs> um, We're going to go down to Australia. <laughs> all right. Skipping this one. Maybe we can talk about that later. Um, no or not at all. No, I said I'm skipping that one. We're no doing this one. In the all right, fuck it. Call of Duty's not going to have loot boxes. There we go. We They're eventually going to do something with it, probably. There's a whole article, and Do I looked at it, and I'm like, it's kind of boring. Why would there ever be? I never watched it. So that's the thing. All right, so we had two kind of leaks. One leak was... Overwatch what? 2, not Hong Kong edition. God damn it. <laughs> Diablo 4, which everybody had been hoping for in the beginning. The, the whole thing. I would love it. a Diablo 4, because as much people hated Diablo 3, I enjoyed the fuck out of Diablo 3. Who hated 3? I know a lot of... Whatever. Some people um, said 3 was too easy. There's so. this, like, German... Magazine, a gaming magazine that had an article or had a advert for the art of Diablo, Is and it, it said Game Gestapo. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's a it was like Gamsteigard. <laughs> I don't know other languages, <laughs> but I'm allowed to make fun of Germans because I'm German. Well, Game Gestapo. I'm not really. That's not how it works. You um, like this shit? We arrest you. <laughs> so in the ad, it described it as containing artwork for Diablo 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um, and that's really mainly the whole thing, but it's one of those things was like, ooh, that probably is either an accident or wasn't supposed to be put out yet. But I mean, is it really going to be a surprise if Diablo 4 is announced? Especially, one, with the climate of Blizzard right now. <laughs> I don't think two, so. Two, what happened last BlizzCon where they announced Diablo Mobile and they literally what? said, what, you don't have a phone? Oh, um, God. <laughs> yeah, you forgot about that, didn't you? I do remember that now. The That was equivalent to what fucking... I forget it was the up of, there with... The head of Microsoft wait, at the time Xbox, when Xbox One launched. If you don't have internet, we got another box for you. It's called the 360. 360. I was like, you, you fucking douche, man. And he was going very quickly. Um, <laughs> there, I think he went to Zanga or some shit. Uh, <laughs> no joke. Hold on, what was his name? I forget. Xbox. Phil, Phil something? No, Phil, that's Phil Spencer's. No, he's the our, current, the current guy. Head. Let's see. The head of Xbox was Don Matrick. Don Matrick. This dumb Don fuck. Don Matrick, you done fucked all the Dumb fucktrick. Um, Canadian businessman best known for being the former CEO of Social Games, Zanga. He's not even at Zanga anymore. Not at Zanga. He founded EA Vancouver. Oh, so he sucks twice. Oh, hey, V, you don't know how EA Vancouver was. EA period. Is he just either. not employed right now? <laughs> he was fucking standing in line waiting for his goddamn wealth Prior to join... Yeah, the last thing it has on here for him is... Zinger. By 2015, Zanga was struggling to make the intended gains in the mobile market and had seen stuff fall. He resigned, effective immediately, and was replaced by someone else. And there is nothing else about him... Mm. Sorry, Matrick. Deleted. I literally just closed it. <laughs> Sorry, he's been canceled by his own shitty business practice. So Overwatch Two, on the other hand, why would there ever be an Overwatch? Because they want money, Nate. Money. I mean, that's true. Also, because it's going to be a more PVE game. Oh. So the full thing, I, I fucking. I'm okay with that. Let me see if I can find the thing. I always said <clears throat> Overwatch should have story-based content. Well, I mean, and that's some of the best seasonal stuff were the archives shit. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see if I can find this. The characters' quick. abilities, the seasonal content they released allow you to use specific characters in certain scenarios. Proves that those characters, the mechanics that those characters are based around, are good for a single player co op style game. Yeah. Or not a single player, but a campaign driven yeah, yeah. co op right, style so. game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Metro. And source someone tied directly to to a Blizzard dev notes that Overwatch Two will be revealed at BlizzCon. After a short cinematic, including that includes characters May, Tracer, Winston, and a younger Genji, uh, adds a potential. The adds that the potential sequel will include both PVE and PVP, a new leveling system that'll change certain abilities for each hero. Uh, example: There will be an upgrade change to Tracer's pulse bomb, and the and makes it so if you stick it to an opponent, all the units will be pulled in and kind of boom. Boom okay. to boom. Um, boom to boom. Boom to boom. Um, so yeah, I mean, hey, who the fuck knows? This could. This is know. the one that uh, it, it's from somebody that has leaked things that have come true before. It, it could happen. Uh, Everyone understands the climate that Blizzard Activision exists. And that's in, the worst part. Right All now. this is supposed to happen. I'm pretty sure this coming weekend. You know what I want? I want fucking Winnie the Pooh game. There is a Winnie the Pooh game. He's also in. He's also in uh, Kingdom Hearts. All three. No, I want one from Blizzard. Yeah. So BlizzCon starts this Friday. <laughs> so we will find all this stuff out in a week. Even better. I want one from Tencent. I want Tencent to make a Winnie the Pooh game. <laughs> I wonder if Tencent owns stake in a company that had made a Winnie the Pooh game in the past. That would be hilarious. <sighs> I don't feel like going through all the ga- companies that Tencent owns. <laughs> Neither do I. I'm already doing it anyway, though. <laughs> Companies invested. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I don't that I don't trust, and this is this is what's going to annoy me in the next coming weeks. Is I'm going to hear someone eventually say, you know, when I when I tell them, okay, well, I don't care if you know, Blizzard launches Diablo Four, Overwatch Two, or the fuck, I don't care if Diablo or Blizzard makes fucking gold rain from the sky the next BlizzCon. I'm not going to buy their yeah, shit as long as they're affiliated with this terrible news story and don't make any apologies for it, any real apologies for it. And All someone's right. going to say to me, well, it's been so long, I don't care anymore. And that's what's going to piss me off the most. Is so, people will forget about it. People will stop yeah, caring. And 100% just, they own okay. Riot Games. We knew that. Um, yeah. Weirdly, though, Riot Games hasn't had any issues with this. They've been there have been people that are open about it, and nothing really has happened so far. I think uh, that's to avoid further backlash at this point. But continue. Epic, they own forty percent. Again, Epic also came out and said we're not going to punish anybody for that shit. Uh, they own eleven point five percent of Blue Hole, the PUBG, PUBG people, five percent of Ubisoft. Five percent. This is the craziest part. Five percent of Activision Blizzard in all of this shit is coming. They're from. the company that cowtailed. Uh, Grinding Gear Games, who they do Path of Exile, eighty percent. Other investments: Supercell, Frontier Developers, Cacao. I don't. That's not how it's said. Paradox. I didn't know that. Fat Shark, Funcom, Shark Mob, D- hey, Discord received oh, yeah, Discord one hundred fifty-eight million in funding last year. Partially Chinese owned. Um, but yeah, so yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I think Ubisoft has put out a game with Winnie the Pooh in it, right? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Actually, I think Activision may have too. Is Winnie the Pooh in any of the, is, is Winnie, hold on. I don't know. 
I, uh, we need the poo games. <laughs> We're gonna get down to the bottom of this. We're gonna scour all a hundred, a hundred so, of the acre woods. If you are watching this right now and you imagine our episodes as a straight line, imagine that someone has dug several rabbit holes within that line. It's like when you're in a mine. If you're mining in Minecraft and you yes. go down, oh look at this tunnel. Oh, look at this world of explore opportunities. Let's check out over here. And then eventually you here. fall into some fucking lava. And then and you, you lose all your loot. Or, or you look back and you're like, that's right. I put all the torches on the left-hand side so they'll be on the right-hand side when I go back. And you hit a point that you actually loop through yourself. And you're like, fuck, which one was the right one? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is we are getting to the bottom of this. Only because we're obsessive like that. There are a lot of Winnie the Pooh games. Can I just say that? There are several. More than Who? I thought there would be. Who is this? Piglet's a big game. Numbers. Disney Interactive. Oh, I forgot. They had their own company for the longest time. Yeah. I wonder if something recent would show a different developer. Tiger's Honey Hunt. Tigger's Honey Hunt. Tiger. Doki Denki Studio. Oh, <laughs> publisher Ubisoft. Boom. All right. Ubisoft cool. published, that's all we needed. Published. All we needed. There have been, and I'm sure that's not the only one. Winnie the Pooh published game from a China temp, slightly owned, interested. I'll be going to Magfest at the beginning of next year, so I fully plan on one of my cosplays being a fucking Winnie the Pooh onesie and then a cutout of uh, Xi Jinping's face. <laughs> we aren't listened to in China anymore. We've now been blocked. Good. Um, fuck you, China. No, not all of China. Here's fuck the you, problem. Chinese government. Government. Thank you. Fuck you, Chinese government. Free Hong Kong. Please Hashtag. don't secret police me. Secret please you. Secret police is that like... me. <laughs> yes, that is a hand job on the table now. <laughs> secret please. Uh, what's wrong? Just clear my throat. Um. <laughs> all right. How'd all this ranch dressing get down here? Oh, uh, that's just horrible. <laughs> So, okay, let's really quickly talk about, uh, since we started this podcast, with a game that does what Fallout does correctly. Fallout 76 and uh, Bethesda have fucked themselves hardcore. One, they announced that the NPC update was delayed. What what you gotta do it to them? Why gotta do it to them? Because they did it to themselves. Where is it? Was it? Is it the flickers over top? Or folded, or this. I never remember. I Which one's know. the gotta do it to him? I don't know. Why you gotta do it to him? I know the fist by your side clenched is Arthur. <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> Arthur. I actually had... Let me just pull this up real quick. I've got a fucking Reddit post that actually is bullet-pointed and just explains this. Oh, this whole topic thing yeah, we're going through? I fucking broke this down in a Reddit I love your greed. I love it. the last bullet-pointed greed. greed. Um, <laughs> all, what I know of it is that Fallout 76 will now have a subscription service. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Is the game itself moving to free-to-play model firsthand? No, because greed. So you have to pay for the game and then pay for a subscription yeah, service. It's not fucking free. Yeah, no. No. I'm sorry, Bethesda. This is the worst thing you've done. I'm not sure I'm Not sure how far. I made it earlier this week, so it's not too far back. But the just... Here it is, actually. What did Bethesda do? I'm going to pull up the fucking context for the post now. Okay, so here we go. So here's the breakdown. I bullet pointed all this on Reddit in a comment. Release game touted at E3 as online Fallout with a huge amount of content and six times the details Fallout 4. 
Games called Fallout 76 for Malore purposes. <laughs> Malore. Fallout, Fallout 76 launches. Absolute mess. Glitchy and laggy as hell. Looks worse than Fallout 4. Seems like a hastily thrown together mess thought of at the last minute, and that's exactly what it was. Helmet Gate and Series. Pre-orders of the Collector's Edition are supposed to... Alright, no, to come receive... on. Get <laughs> okay, past I'll leave all that go... part out. No, no, I mean, get to the, the relevant stuff I'll here. get to the relevant stuff. Game costs 60 bucks up front, but contains the Atom Store, Premium Storefront, where as you... This is an important part. Okay. Where, as usual, you pay real money to obtain fake money to get items. But don't worry, they're cosmetic because they don't affect gameplay, except a lot of them are not and do. Time goes on, but this just seems like they want to fix at least some of the game. Patches come in, but they actually break more things. Todd the God Howard announces NPCs and basic shit. You expect an RPG are being added to the game. That was the update that was supposed to come it, out. Hey, soon. don't forget about the Battle Royale mode. The Battle Royale mode as well. Which is out. Yeah. But it's terrible. <laughs> oh, is it bad? I don't know. I it's just played. as terrible as a regular game. Because fucking hit detection and lag don't work together very well. <laughs> Instead, Bethesda announces a premium subscription membership. This membership is called Fallout First, by the way. That's right. On top of your $60 dumpster fire of a game, you get to pay them $12.99 a month or 100 bucks a year so you can have access to some pretty basic shit like a stash that's supposed to have a limited capacity, which it does because it actually deletes whatever items you're trying to save inside of it. <laughs> so that's the breakdown of it, and that is true. Someone who paid for it made a separate Reddit post explaining all the features of this new update, and in it they said, anything I try to put in the stash, including materials, disappear if Wait, I open up the stash. Did you talk about the, the subscription service? Or yes. I was... That's Fallout First. Okay. So My Fallout First follow is a service by which you pay either $13 a month, individual months, or $100 a year, to have access to things like a tent that you can set up to fast travel to, a stash that has unli supposedly unlimited capacity, which again it does because it deletes everything you fucking put in it. Um, That's what happened to Eddie when I had him upgraded. Get, I didn't know I should have taken everything out of him before I upgraded him. Well, you get a small amount of uh, dicks, fucking atoms to spend in their store oh, every yeah. month. Um, it's sort of similar to what ESO Premium was, but even that was better than this because well, you still ESO had a complete was an fucking actual, game. Yeah, is a full-on game. They went about this the wrong way. They tried to make it too much of we want to put we want you to have the normal Fallout experience where you can play it completely by yourself. But we're going to do in a massive open world or massive the multiplayer world that isn't populated in a way that a multiplayer world should be. The thing that I want to understand like would be defenders of this. I don't think really anybody's defending this. At this point, this. nobody is. But Even the people you, that are like, I love this game. If you are, like, are one of those people who are on the fence, and see, I love it too. Fallout is Fallout 76 is a game I want to like, like so badly. I want to enjoy it, but I simply can't because of the fucking travesty that Bethesda has turned this game into, and it is tragic because I play these games that everyone else says are terrible and just laugh at all the time, like Anthem. And I can see the little bits and pieces where someone's actual like, like fucking oh, I can heart and why soul went into making that part of the game, but it got buried underneath this sea of absolute nonsense. Sea of shit from fucking publishers who were just trying to make money. And to the point you have that to understand Anthem how, is now a dead game. right? Yes, it is. But you have to understand how insulting this is. Publishers think gamers are fucking idiots, but they think we are. They think if they just put something shiny in front of us, we will spend money on it. And that's just not true. Like, I don't want a fucking premium subscription for a broken game. I want a fucking finished game, and I don't care how long it takes you to fucking fix it. I, I just want it fixed to treat me like an absolute imbecile 
and say, oh, well, if you want more stuff, give us more money for it. No, that's so, not how that works. To me, even with, if we go through, all right, the game wasn't didn't work at the beginning. They've had all these other hiccups with the game itself. I'm not talking about the fucking collector's bullshit. Yeah. Um, that was a whole other bullshit. But the fact that they are now, the, the fact that the subscription service is coming when you were still having to pay for the game. If you could get this game for free, or at like $10 at most, because you, what, Elder Scrolls Online, you still had to pay for that game initially. Yes. It still has never become a free-to-play game. No. But it has been discounted to the point that it's negligible. It's been discounted to the point, and the thing is, is and you, also you get paid stuff, I think. six. you do get stuff. When you paid $60 for Elder Scrolls Online, you had, up front, a $60 MMO. Mm-hmm. That you could play whether you bought ESO Premium or not. So there was and no, it was a fun game. It I wasn't fucking World of Warcraft that. where you pay $30 for a game disc and then $15 more a month for game time yeah. to play your game. No, you got a game and you could play it as is without ESO Premium and you could enjoy that game fully for 60 bucks for as long as you wanted to. If you got ESO Premium, that was understandable. That was extra content you got for paying extra. And gamers, in general, have no problem with that. There are games that are great examples of that. If you take, for like example, fucking Witcher 3, $60 game up front, stayed at a high price throughout its entire lifetime, and when they released DLC, everyone said the same thing about the DLC. You paid for what you got for the DLC, yeah. and sometimes the DLC felt like more was worth more than what you actually well, paid for. Well, they also did a lot of like supplemental free shit throughout oh, yeah. it, too. And then all that extra stuff on top of it. The thing is, is... When I say that they're insulting you, you have to understand that they think you are dumb enough to pay 60 bucks for a game up front that is not complete by any stretch of the imagination, and then give them more money because they're basically preying on FOMO again. It is that fear that if you don't give them this money, you will miss out on some great part of the game that other people who are spending have access to. And that's just not even the case because this shit is broken too. Yeah. That's what makes it such a failure is every time Bethesda has approached this game and tried to fix something, they end up breaking more of it somehow. It's literally, they'll be like, ah, no, 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 no. We're getting well, closer and then, ah, tumble down these steps. It comes down to that point where I took college courses in fucking game development and this game looks like a fucking college student's project, honestly. This looks like the project you would submit on finals, which can afford to be a broken mess of a game because you're just trying to give a proof of concept yeah. for your idea. But you should not be selling your proof of concept to people. Oh, you just reminded <laughs> me about a game that I did play that I really enjoyed, and it actually got an emotional reaction out of me. <laughs> um. Well, the thing is, and here's the thing, is I'm not saying that people can't enjoy Fallout 76 right now. Because I want to enjoy it. Yeah. I want to like this game. You don't have to buy this. You still you do don't not have, have to do to the subscription. It. But I'm not saying that if you enjoy Fallout 76 or you purchase it for $60, you're dumb or stupid or you're giving the wrong people money or anything like that. What I am saying is you have to understand that this company doesn't give a shit about you and will continue not to give a shit about you if you just hand over the money anyway. That's all there is to it. Which sucks because mm. I believe as a company... I say company. We're kind of a company. We're technically a th- whatever. <laughs> we are fans of Bethesda. Yes. Just through and through, we've I, it, one of my all-time favorite games is a Bethesda game, um, or at least published. Uh, Arcane developed it, um, <laughs> which I'm still excited about that game. Their new game. Um, Some of my favorite games have been published by Bethesda. I mean, Doom 2016 reboot, one of my favorites. Um, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, probably my favorite Elder Scrolls game ever. 
Skyrim. Skyrim is That's great. literally launched I've on s- everything. I've sunk several lifetimes into fucking Skyrim at this point. And, and Fallout all the Fallout 4 games. and 3. Again, games I love to play. But the simple fact of the matter is, is there are flaws in those games, but those flaws are ignorable because none of those games were making me pay for them. Yeah. This is the <laughs> first time that you are paying... you. They want more money out of you without having the completed game. They the, want, the working game. They want game. more money out of you without having a working game, and they want more money out of you for shit that is actually not working in the first place. Yeah. If you were going to offer me extra shit and make me pay for it, okay, that is kind of excusable, even in a broken game. But if you're going to offer me extra shit and that shit is also broken, there's a problem. <laughs> All right, so speaking of offering shit in games... So from reading the link on here, I'm guessing mm-hmm. some of the things about Breakpoint have to do with in-game purchases as well? They do. So Ubisoft wrote this absolute bullshit apology. Um, I don't even know if you had time to read it or not. but No, is that what this is? Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's total nonsense. Um, it's an apology concerning Ghost Recon Breakpoint's early microtransactions, especially the time, time savers. So the thing is, is if you ever play a game, and part of the store that is included in that game, whether it has microtransactions that you enjoy or not, if there is any section of the store marketed to you as a time saver, what the game is telling you, up front, is our game is not worth fucking playing, honestly. (laughs) It's a repetition thing. Do you want to not do repetitive things? Click this button. And that's the problem, is the game will make, game developers and publishers will make their games repetitive and grindy on purpose... To push you towards these microtransactions. So, before we get too far into it, Mm -hmm. the one thing that I had heard... Because this is not the first Ubisoft game that has done this. No. Um, Most recently, I remember everybody talking about Assassin's Creed. The most recent Assassin's Creed. But, the difference was, from what I was hearing with that, people didn't have an issue with that. Mm -hmm. They were actually perfectly fine with the way that they did the quote-unquote time savers built into that game. Um... And I mean, it, and that really goes to all the people. There are some people that they appreciate that kind of thing mm-hmm. because they don't have, they literally do not have the time. Yeah. If you are working however, multiple jobs, if you have well, kids, if you don't have the opportunity to be like, oh, it takes mm-hmm. 80 hours to level up. Mm-hmm. Oh, or I can spend five bucks. Well, see, I heard the same argument from somebody who said, oh yeah, I really appreciate these things because I don't have time to sit here and play this game for hours mm-hmm. on end. And initially, I thought to myself, oh yeah, I kind of understand that, that makes sense. And I thought about it more. And what I'm really hearing is that the game is built to be so fucking grindy that you can't play it for a couple hours and even feel like you've been rewarded with anything. The thing about, like, say, leveling in a game, we just talked about Outer Worlds earlier already, right? Is you can pick up and put down Outer Worlds. It's a game that requires time investment to get through, but... You can pick it up and put it down whenever you would like with no change to anything that happened. In a game like Breakpoint, you pick it up, you put it down, you have your free reign to do that, but it gets to the point where you feel like the things you were doing are no longer rewarding, so the game pushes you towards those microtransactions. Oh, you don't want to waste your time getting that last... The game only levels you up to fucking level 30. Oh, you don't want to waste your time spending that extra bit of time it takes to get to level 30 because the XP bar has gotten that much longer. Just give us some money and we'll give you a skill point. That's what they're telling you. They're telling you that their game literally isn't worth enjoying the content within the game 
it's better to spend the money so you can skip that content so you can go straight to the end game stuff. And I think the biggest problem is, so there are technically in a game like, um, like Outer Worlds or Fallout, you can get perks that allow you to level up quicker to get XP faster. Yeah. But those are in the game already. You're not paying extra for that. Well, ironically enough, you can do that in Breakpoint too. But you're paying for it. Well, no, you can. Get oh no, those there things. are perks. That... There are perks and things you can unlock. That actually lets you increase your XP bonus. But so, there's also something you can pay for that also yeah, increases. So your... certain pieces of gear oh have XP bonuses tied to them. Certain perks you can equip up to three perks after you unlock them on the skill tree. Certain perks, like say if you use a pistol, there's one called there's a perk called Pistolero. If you use it and get kills with pistols, you get forty percent extra XP on every kill you get with a pistol. Hmm. So cool. and that's just because pistols are very hard to kill stuff with without headshots. So. <laughs> Like, they have that stuff. The other thing they added to it was gear score, which people kind of complained about. Um, because it didn't seem to matter unless you were actually getting shot at. Enemies with much higher gear score than you may kill you in a couple of shots. If you have great gear score, you know, it takes them longer to kill you. Okay, big whoop. It's basically an armor rating is what it is. It's not a fucking gear score. Because your weapons aren't getting any better as they go up in gear score or anything like that. Um... But again, the time savers were the biggest thing. The thing is that that really pissed me off when I read this apology. Let me see if I can find the relevant part of it, actually. Where's the fucking purse? What did you do? What did I do? So, here they have a section called Overall Philosophy. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I almost, I laughed at that a little bit. Yeah, so, what they say here, the relevant part of this is from the beginning, two key factors stood out as extremely important for the team. That Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint doesn't include any pay-to-win elements. That was a lie. We just talked about that. <laughs> to make sure that players not choosing to engage with in-game purchases do not see their experience affected. Players will be able to unlock skills and get access to play and vary loot and items simply by playing the game. Okay, so that's a fucking excuse, first of all, is... You don't have to pay us, just unlock the stuff by playing the game. Then why put the fucking microtransactions there in the first place is the question. Time savers is the Time savers is the big part. So yeah. it says, we are aware that during the early access of Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint on October 1st, some time saver items, skill point bundles, XP boosters, parts bundles for advanced weapon upgrades, were available for purchase a few hours on our store, but this was not our intention. It was an error on our behalf. So what they are telling you, because they think you're this stupid, is we built an entire microtransaction storefront and added items to it accidentally. Well, so the way that <laughs> the way that I've I've been reading it, it makes it seem more to more to me that it's we had these here. But they weren't supposed. To, they aren't supposed to appear in game until later on in its lifetime. And that's another issue that people had, though, right? Is okay. So they weren't supposed to appear to a later time. So what you're saying is they still exist. You still want them there because you're still willing to exploit people for that extra money. So and the the thing <laughs> is, the, the way a lot of people have been looking, nothing at it, changes. It's like, oh, it's the reason they do it is. So if somebody comes in later on and they don't have fr- See, if they have to catch up with their friends, said that too. Here's the thing and about it's bullshit though. It is bullshit because here's especially with this game, and I'll tell you why. Is unlike a game like Destiny, where even in Destiny Two you're fucking boosted up so that way you can play with characters who are at end game content anyway at this yeah. point. 
even in games like that, you have the ability for, you know, someone of a higher level than you to carry you through some content to get you through that. Because or you do the Borderlands 3 yeah, thing where it's, well, I think... Yeah, your score matters a lot more in a game like that. Borderlands 3 lets you play with people of any level because it auto-balances content to your level. Yeah. The thing about Ghost Recon Breakpoint is your fucking individual gear score doesn't even matter because a headshot's a headshot anyway. If you want to go out and you want to take out the last boss at the end of the game, like fucking Breath of Wild style... You can do that. I did not know that. Yes, you can just is jump. Is the on. final boss John Ber- Berthal? Berthal? It is Berthal? John John Berthal. And the thing about killing him is is it doesn't even fucking end the game for you there. You can still go through and do the rest of the content. Because it's an open world game. It is. It's a, a what is it, live service game. Well, That's killing him is treated separately from the narrative of the main story, which is getting people off the island. <laughs> um, they have to go back. Yeah, okay. so the... Like, what I'm saying, basically, is is there's no point in using this excuse that, you know, well, people needed to catch up to their friends so they can play with their friends who were high levels and shit like that. It doesn't fucking matter. Because, at the end of the day, your gear is going to be tailored to your level anyway when you first get it to your gear level. So you're not going to find a piece of level 200 gear if you just started the game. It just doesn't work that way. Um, On top of that, you can still play with your friends. You can still use shit like sink shot drones and take out enemies from a distance that way. You can still headshot an enemy with a sniper rifle. It doesn't matter what gear level he is. He's been shot in the head. He's dead now. So, none of it fucking matters. Their own game design betrays them on that point. I just think, again, it's it's a fucking insult to people. It, it is treating us like we are absolute idiots who will just spend money for the sake of spending it and that's really what they want us to do um i said to somebody earlier today i said the fact of the matter is is these game publishers aren't concerned with you know making a good game that can turn a profit anymore they aren't concerned with making some of the money they have to make all of the money yep. because that's what their shareholders demand of them all the money. they want larger dividends and for those these companies to pay those larger dividends out they have to keep making more and more profits every year because those shareholders aren't going to be satisfied with the company if they just see oh well i got you know the same amount from this investment that i got last year they don't care about that they want more on their investment and it's a shame that the games industry has to work that way because gaming fucking making games and playing games is an art form period i mean it just is the stuff that we are experiencing is art it's akin to looking at a painting or reading a book or watching a movie the only difference is we have an interactive element in this. And we end up paying a lot more for it. I mean, there's very few books out there that you're going to pay for that cost $60 unless it's a really good fucking book and you know it beforehand. But we're willing to shell out $60 for a game because that's what we consider standard price these days. And we pay that money and we're just not getting what we expect anymore. Not all the time. Well, no. It's, it's Except not... on games like that. <laughs> I, I would pay $60 for Outer Worlds. Just I would saying. pay sixty bucks for Outer Worlds, but Worlds I got it for too. free. Yes, I would pay sixty bucks for Outer Worlds too, and I believe it is worth every every penny of that sixty bucks. Same every thing with Borderlands book. Three. Borderlands Three is doing a free content update this month, all the way until fucking December. You can play their Halloween event. That's cool. It's great. It's extra content that comes to you for free. You didn't have to pay them an extra dime for it. It gives you an excuse to go back to the game if you've already put it down for whatever reason, or an excuse for someone like me to maybe pick it up again to experience new stuff while I'm still working through the campaign. Like, it's it's awesome that they would do that. And they've proven 
definitively by the fucking numbers and you can release a game for 60 bucks, still do these content updates and turn a profit. And you don't have to even, if Borderlands 3 wasn't even called Borderlands 3, you wouldn't have to rely on brand ne- brand recognition for that. Because this game, if it was called anything else, is still a good game on its own. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the thing. So, you know, that's what I think the gaming industry desperately needs to get back to. Stop seeking ways to monetize every little aspect of your experience. Because you know we don't like it anymore. The thing All is, the time. Is, not well yes all the time sometimes it works out but. we need to get to the point where gamers especially need to get to the point where we say when no. this stuff happens exactly no we're just not going to deal with it anymore and we won't buy your fucking game that's all I've calmed down now my throat hurts <laughs> <laughs> I've got water um, alright well we're going to switch gears because we're at the end of the podcast I almost clicked on here when I got clicked on my phone um the rest of this is we're gonna talk. You know, fuck it. Boom! I hit the. I didn't hit the button. I missed it. Hold on. Oh, that's sweet. I yeah, that's that the yet. thing. Yeah, it's we cool, right? Wipe. We got a screen wipe. Um, so this year, thirteen days. Look at it. Thirteen more days. Which hand is it? Which hand? Either hand works. It's still below us. Either way. Point at the middle of the table. Um, we have thirteen <laughs> days until our twenty-four hour extra live stream. You can stop pointing now, Nate. Um, really, we just want to remind you guys what we're doing. We're doing it's every year. Extra Life gives money to the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. I always say that weirdly. Yes. Um, ours specifically is John Hopkins Children's Hospital because we live in Maryland. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's where I had one of my heart surgeries. I don't know. All I know is I've had two heart surgeries as a child. Um, you can help me. So this is this is pretty close to me. Plus, when I was in my second heart surgery, or after my second heart surgery, not during, that'd be weird. <laughs> um, they rolled into my my recovery room, a fucking Super Nintendo. So in my my memory of my no seriously, my memory of um, I just think I just thought of a scenario where that happens during while surgery, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the fucking everything table. down here. You can't look, but I'm looking at a screen above my you're head. You're on like, the fucking table. They give you an SNES, and they're like. We know that your chest cavity is fucking open right now, but enjoy yourself. <laughs> Something gets in, they just pick me up and go... <laughs> you drop a fucking SNES <laughs> controller and you're done. Um, so yeah, and like video games in, in medical things. <laughs> my life. That was my life as a child. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but no, I, that's why I kind of have a weird connection with this extra life thing. Uh, I know I was nowhere near as sick as any of these kids probably are. Yes. Um, but yeah, this year we are not doing it on the day where we have to do 25 hours instead of 24. <laughs> what idiot thought that was a good idea? Um, but we just want to talk about right now we are sitting at $382 out of our 1337 yes. overall goal. Uh, Thank we, you very much to everyone who's donated so far. You're all amazing and we love you. Um, we have a couple of, we aren't completely set on everything that we're going to be raffling off and giving away. Um, but we're doing the wheel spins again this year, $13 and 37 cents. You can get steam keys. You can get donate or, uh, you can tell us what to play. Um, at one point in the night, we'll switch over to, you can make us take shots. Um, you, sorry, you can spin the wheel 
and the wheel has an opportunity of making us take shots yes. because legally they cannot pay us to take shots this is to true. drink. Um, you can pay us to spin a wheel that can end in us drinking them. Um, <laughs> we also for twenty five dollars you can be entered in for a raffle and you can get Steam Key bundles, which is not just the one off games. I have a couple of different bundle games of Jackbox Party Pack. You don't know Jack. Uh, I can't remember some of them. You right get now. a lot of games off of a single key, is the idea. Yeah, uh, we also have a couple of random fun shits from GameStop and other places. <laughs> yep, you can get a little rupee light. You can just turn it on and off. Yes. Uh, we got a bunch of random um, Fallout puzzles. Fallout puzzles uh, based pretty on decently sized. And other scenes from yeah. games. Um, we got a little Fallout luck figure. Yep. Well, he's got like a little cat. It, I'm gonna, can I take it up into the thing? How bad? How bad do you think this is gonna look? Terrible. Oof. Not as bad as I expected. Nope. Hey, a little luck figure. Um. So we got some swag to start giving away, and we're gonna have more. I wasn't. Of it. I was gonna do. That's why I have this up because I'm so. gonna be like. And one of my favorite things is we're gonna be raffling off, giving away some, uh, cool little. Space Sound Talker branded bottle cap, bottle openers, uh, nice. final design pending. Um, <laughs> they will be, we will be doing both options. But there. we're going to be doing these bottle openers from what I've been told they're going to be pretty high quality laser, laser engraved. engraved. So we're not going to just be, you know, slapping a sticker on a cheap bottle opener and yeah. handing that out. Uh, we'll get something of quality from us. We're also going to be giving away um, some of our Space Sound Taco shirt merch from the Etsy site. Yep. Um, or you can, if you want, and you don't want to donate and you just want a shirt, go to spacetimetaco.com slash store. Um, and I'm also going to be doing, I'm limiting it. Right now I'm only limiting it to three. I might change my mind, um, but doing, I will draw little avatars for you. Like we all have on all the podcast episodes or a little head and if you want a little torso to a certain, like a bust, right? That's what it's yes. called. Avatar bust. Nope, not busty. I guess if you have busty, I can make it busty. But you know, bust. <laughs> Chris will draw titties on you if you want titties. If you have them. I'm not adding titties to people. That Why gives not? you negative body image issues. I want titties. You want titties? No. Go see your boyfriend. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't want titties. <laughs> my my favorite, though, I this used to be the goal for if you donate if you donate the entire amount the 1337 with one donation which we knew was never going to happen um at least at this point but if it does if it did if it did it was going to be i would get the space on taco logo tattooed on me now it's if we hit our goal of the 1337 i am getting the space on taco tattoo uh if we then somehow by some miracle hit two thousand dollars nate's gonna get the space on taco tattoo <laughs> And if we hit $5,000, I'm trying to convince him he's going to get a dick tattoo. <laughs> I'm not getting Willie, we don't know. We will never know. You if will you personally don't get... have to give me $5,000 to get a <laughs> tattoo on my dick. We'll figure it out. If we make $5,000, you don't think there's going to be some part in that little little broken heart of yours. I don't think a sick kid is going to care that I have a taco on my penis. No, I, we, we talked about this. Is it a dick tattoo, like a tattoo on your dick? Or is it a tattoo of a dick on you somewhere? I will get a tattoo of a dick somewhere. Just not. It'll be a picture of Dick Van Dyke. Just a <laughs> tattoo of Dick Van Dyke. Maybe Dick Cheney. Who would you rather? Probably Dick Van Dyke, considering he's not fucking warmonger. But sure. I don't know. Have you met Dick Van Dyke? No, I'm checking. <laughs> um, I love Dick Van Dyke. He's great. 
salt of the earth. I don't think that's the thing. Um, yes. But yeah, please join us. Help Scott, us support. You're the scum of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the movie. Um, more stuff will be out there if you want to follow us. Keep track of things. Just go to our Facebook page. You know, facebook.com yes. slash Spacetime Taco. Feel free to join our Space Time Taco Facebook community. We have a community in the regular page. Yes. Most things go in so the community. So we've got a page. We've got a group. If you want to keep up to date on a lot of stuff, join the group because you can also post your own stuff there. Give us suggestions for stuff. Let us know what news is coming up or what stuff you're digging so we can cover it on future podcast episodes. Digging things. Um... Yeah, so help us. We'll I be back. Hand gestures like not this. this. Not this coming weekend. This is all the next podcast day, yep. which is November 9th, starting at 8 a.m. Because I'm gonna be okay in awake. He won't be. I'll be okay Dave in won't awake. Be there. I'll be fucking wired for sound at that point. <laughs> sound? Yes. What? It's an expression old people use for very awake. Wired for sound. All right. Whatever. We'll be starting at 8 a.m. and being so done at 8 a.m. on the 10th. I am fucking tasting sounds and all kinds I'm of hearing, shit. I'm hearing colors and tasting sounds and smelling textures. Oh, no. <laughs> this is all a euphemism for a whole lot of caffeine will be in my body. Don't do that until later. Come a little bit later. <laughs> get, get, I don't want you passing out for four hours no, again. I'm actually, the way I've been sleeping now, I'll be awake at 8 o'clock. I will also have that couch opened off of camera so people can take naps if they want not dave because he snores <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah so thank you for joining us thank you if you can donate uh we love you all i thought you were about to do the thing um did you see that during the new york comic-con um steven universe panel no. The voice of the actress that voiced Spinell and sang Spinell came out and she like did a heart to everybody and then turned it upside down. down. And everybody was like, Yeah, oh my god, ah, Spinell, you're the greatest. It's like, Oh, <laughs> literally, the rest of the Crystal Gems are on, on stage right now. Um, but yeah, so thank you for joining us on another episode of Space Time Taco. As always, if you like what we do, just search Space Time Taco, follow us on all social media, please, and donate if you can. Go inside and play video games. I'm gonna go drink now. Sweet. <laughs> I can't end it because something's wrong with this and I gotta double check what's wrong with it, but I'll figure it out eventually. And the stream is done. Sweet. <clears throat>